percent of the time it works every time. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. I drink your milkshake. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cinefleck. I am your host, Ethan Colburn. I hope you guys are all doing very, very well. I hope uh, the holidays treated you well, and I hope you're having a good start to your year. Um, again, I apologize for the delay. Um, I have, uh, I could cover with a billion excuses, but I've just been sitting on this episode for a while. Um, it was a really fun one to record. I did it with Ryan, who you've probably heard on the show before. We had a really good time recording this. Uh, if you hear any references to Halloween coming up that tells you how long it's been since I actually recorded this. Uh, but um, hopefully you all enjoy this. Uh, I have a couple episodes in the works, but nothing uh, nothing set in stone yet. So uh, we'll be announcing things on my Instagram when, um, when those actually get uh, set in stone and decided. So... We'll keep you guys updated on there. Um, without further ado, let me throw you into this episode. I hope you enjoy. All right, Ryan, welcome back. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Good, How was your great. weekend? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Didn't you know? I took a took the weekend to relax a little bit. Nothing too crazy. Yeah. The weekend before this past weekend, I went to North Carolina actually. So that was that was fun. Yeah, how uh, so was North Carolina? I saw all your good. photos with your family and everything. It yeah, cute. little family vacation. Yeah, um, I have a, a baby cousin, a two-year-old baby cousin down there who I don't get to see very often. So I finally got to spend some time with her and my uh, uncle down there. So it was really nice. Oh, that's fun. It's fun to get a chance to spend time with family. Yeah, yeah. Um, how was your weekend? It was nice. You know, I told you about cleaning my couch. I've, I've. Yes, uh, yes. That's that's not a very fun story for the podcast, <laughs> but I did clean my couch. Nice. Um, I also went to a disco party, which was very fun. Ooh. Okay. Um, oh, I yeah. did see the pictures from that. Yeah. Your, yeah, outfits, did you see the your outfits were incredible. Thank you. You know, Paige <laughs> and I put a lot of effort into our outfits. Um, I made a fantastic playlist and you know, what sucked was, well, okay. Let me just say, first of all, that we had a great time regardless of everything. Yes. The DJ was just horrible. Like this guy, that. Oh, this so guy. Bad. Like, okay, if you're like, I've seen professional DJs as in like household name DJs before. Like, yeah. you know, if like your job, like I've seen like Dead Mouse is like a famous DJ. Right. You know what right, I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. His job is to keep the crowd going. He doesn't talk. He, he, keeps, <laughs> he fades the song into the next song. This right. guy let the songs fade out every time he's like, guys, I just want to tell you I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. Any Puerto, you know, and, and you just like, and you're just like, you know, that's great. I'm happy for you. But like, this isn't like, that's not what we're here for. You know what I mean? Yeah. We came, yeah, to, a, we, we came to a disco night. Oh, and then also he did the whole, okay, I'm going to stop talking about this. This is good <laughs> content. But he did, he did the whole like Freddie Mercury Live Aid warm up, like the AAO thing. Oh, really? No one, no one cares who you are, dude. Like, I don't it's know how to true. tell this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, you're anyway. right. You're right. That's how I really feel. Let's talk <laughs> about SpongeBob. Let's please, yes. Um, what does this movie mean to you? When did you first see it? How many times do you estimate you've seen it? Oh man, uh, 
so i mean i was i was an absolute spongebob was a religion it was a religion to me when i was younger like the the show and everything and then when the movie came out i was like super excited really pumped i was only um maybe six or around ish uh when this came out but i remember going to the theaters um and the first time i ever saw it in theaters i thought we were in the wrong theater at first because of the live action opening i was like what is this movie i looked at my mom and my grandma i was like i don't think we're in the right theater like what is obviously i found out after a few minutes but um it's literally the first movie that i think i ever saw my grandma like well first kids movie i ever saw my grandma like laugh at and actually think it was like i really enjoyed it i was like oh that's great like I, i I remember laughing in the theater and looking next to her. She was literally laughing with me. I was like, that's, that's awesome. I love that. Um, I have probably seen this movie. Oh man. I mean, I mean, maybe a, like close to 20 times probably, which does, I mean, you know, that's like a, that's just an estimate, but probably around, probably around there. Uh, literally this is like, this is my, this is my cheer up movie. If I'm ever sad, I don't even, it pretty much solves anything. There's death in the family, uh, break up or i'd stub my toe just throw on the spongebob movie and i'm fine and they, you want to know how long it took me to get over my last breakup 87 minutes would you, you want to know how long the spongebob movie is oh my god okay that's an example but still no. it's so good and it really does cheer me up every time i love the i love the image of a heartbroken ryan going like i'm a goofy goober you know? it's fantastic um, um yeah yeah i think we should start by talking about spongebob before we dig into the movie because i you know they're inseparable in some ways um for some historical context that i think is very interesting um this movie came after the first three seasons of spongebob after this one the original animator retired and almost every SpongeBob spongebob after this point is not the same it's not right. most of the classic episodes that you think of with spongebob are in those first three seasons or they're in this movie the 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 scenes that you think of um do you even remember being introduced to spongebob or was this just part of your it was just just always part of your childhood it was pretty much always there because it, it debuted in 99 i was born in 98 yeah. So pretty much literally since like I was watching TV, I was watching SpongeBob for the most part. I know a lot of people um, around my age say that their parents didn't let them watch SpongeBob actually because it was it had some it had some pretty adult uh, humor in there. It was it had some mature mature themes sometimes. Um, but I, I my parents didn't care and I watched it all the time constantly. Um, and like you mentioned, it was weird because at the time you know you don't really notice the drop off in quality when the show continued after the movie. Um, mm. But I remember as a kid noticing the the difference in the animation. I remember thinking it was like way different, much like bulgier and like kind of like softer animation. Um, I didn't notice a difference in quality because I just love SpongeBob so much, but it's weird when you go back and cause I've gone back uh, God knows how many times. Uh, if you go back and watch the show, the first three seasons are legitimately hilarious. And then after that, there's still some good stuff here and there, but it's just, it just is not the same. It just is definitely not the same. So for me, I've no, I had no sense until I went back like more recently because, um, they, I would watch them on like Nickelodeon 
marathons. I wouldn't watch them. I wouldn't be like, oh, a new SpongeBob is out. Let's tune in at, like Thursday at eight. Like I would, I would watch these in marathons. So I had no idea like what order they originally came in. But then looking right. back, I think yeah, you can definitely see a drop off in quality. I started watching the first season again, and I I need to like get back into it and rewatch right. all the classics, including some of the band episodes. Oh my god, so good. Um, the Pammy Raid episode is not on Paramount Plus. Um, yeah, that's right. They took it off of I think most streaming services. Now the only way to watch it is if you have like the the home release, which is that's that's why physical media is still uh still pretty important. Uh, that's, there, why, that's why that's why that's why you sail the seven seas, right? That's why you fly that pirate flag. <laughs> that's right. Um, going back to this opening of this movie, but um, no, I mean I think I think um it was such a quintessential part of our childhood it took me like i think um i think you bring up a good point when you were a kid about like not seeing the drop off in quality i feel like i don't like just looking back to my opinions as a kid i didn't have a good sense of what was good and what was bad right yeah no that's no and then true. and then looking back i'm like i'm like yeah spongebob was just absolutely like it's 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 an incredible movie um mm -hmm. it's an incredible show I think um, you have this great dynamic between SpongeBob, Squidward, and Patrick, yeah. and that's that's fundamentally the core of the show. You know, I think I think Mr. Krabs, even though he's um, you know he takes he has a lot of scenes, like is fairly one dimensional. It's it's a it's a SpongeBob, Squidward, and Patrick show, and that's that's yeah, the dynamic. There's like one grumpy yeah. guy and two people that are way too enthusiastic about everything. <laughs> Um, exactly. It works I mean, so well. I mean, what what worked to you about about the about the show overall? What worked for me about the show? Yeah. Oh man. Well, well, when I was a kid, I mean, I just liked how uh, I think it just pops and it was funny. At the, it was fun, you know, like it was very colorful and all that. But now looking back at it, it's just the it's it it's it, it, I don't even know how to explain. It. It's meta, but not to the point where it beats you over the head with it. It has the perfect mm. ratio of childhood jokes to like adult humor. Um, the stories themselves, like the, the the stories in each episode, and obviously the movie too, they just work like really well as little fifteen minute, like well more probably more like ten to twelve minute like little tiny yeah, little tiny episodes. Like it's it, I I don't know everything about it just like and the that whole atmosphere of being underwater and everything like that and how they use that to their advantage. Like they'll literally. I think there was an episode in, in one of the first few seasons where they light a fire and they mention how, how do we have a fire underwater? Like it, <laughs> they, they, they like, they do these absurd things and then they, they mention it and then just completely throw it away. It's, it's fantastic. It's just, I don't know. Everything about it works for me. There's nothing about it that doesn't, that doesn't work. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I think, I think for me, um, I think the only thing that I feel like this movie is really missing is Squidward. I mm, yeah, I thought every time I watch the movie, I think that same thing. Every time, yeah, and I, I and I watched this. I watched the scene. I think, I think they had to give him that one scene, and they squeezed a lot into the scene where he's riding on the reclining bike. Yeah, and he's, and he's biking around with his polo shirt and he's like i want i listen to public radio and you're like i wrote that's one of the quotes i wrote down because <laughs> it's fantastic um yeah it is um but um i think he 
is um, seriously missed in this in this movie because he is the antithesis to SpongeBob and mm-hmm. Patrick's over enthusiasm, and I think 100%. ultimately, like, what makes the show so great is that um, is that I think we are always in our heads somewhere between Squidward and SpongeBob on the enthusiasm scale. Yeah. So yeah. we're sort of relating to both characters. Um, I think that's what makes the show so great. And I think I don't want to credit my opinion entirely in myself here. I think I saw like a really good essay on YouTube at one point just about um, how, how unique of a like children's show character Squidward is, but I really mm-hmm. do think he makes the show in so many ways. No, no, a hundred percent. I think when I was younger, obviously you would, you would relate a lot more to SpongeBob. Right. And you would mm-hmm. be like, why is Squidward like this? Like, why is he so angry all the time? And why is he so like annoyed? And then you get older and you're like, okay, well his boss pays him nothing. His two next door neighbors are, are like literal, the most annoying people on earth and literally so dumb sometimes, like so dumb. If I was in Squidward's shoes, I would be angry all the time too. Like as you get older, you're like, okay, this guy had a point. Like I actually kind of get it. Like, He's miserable at every episode. Every time he goes to work, he's miserable. Every time he interacts with SpongeBob, he's miserable. He's like, yeah, of course. And he's only happy when he's like playing his clarinet or painting. And I'm like, because that's just this is the only time away from everybody else. Like, shoot. Oh, my God. This, guy, this guy's me. Like, I don't know what. Uh, yeah. The, um, also, though, I mean, uh, regardless, because like your perspective does change. But my entire, well, maybe not my entire, but so much of my sense of humor was shaped from this by this show. Mm, yeah. So much of my sense of humor, I think, like a lot of the jokes that they that they do in SpongeBob, I find so funny. I think because when I was younger, those were the jokes that like shaped my actual sense of humor, which is why they're so still so funny. Uh, that and and Austin Powers, the Austin Powers trilogy, also had a lot to do with my sense of humor. Um, so, like going back and rewatching them, it's it's always funny. Like it's literally always funny because my sense of humor is the same as it pretty much has always been. I think going back to the thing about relating more when you know you're older, and I mean, I I I totally agree with what you're saying about Squidward. I think I think he's um. It's it's just from a visual standpoint, it's hilarious that he just is the house that's separating SpongeBob and Patrick. <laughs> Had he been on either side of them, it's it's so funny exactly. that they're always running through his yard. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. And then, and then and then you're totally right. Like if if he could just he's just such a simple man. If he could just mm-hmm. be allowed to paint and play clarinet, it's not like it's not like he's unartistic. He's no. He's he's interested in his in his, his own his way. Ho- his hobbies he has yeah, like yeah. But his hobbies aren't very social. It's no, they're only, not. This is only flaw. Like he's yeah. That's <laughs> that is true. Anyway, um, uh, Squidward is fantastic. Um, where where do you want to start? Oh, I get my notes here. Okay, there's two two things. One thing, and then I'm gonna go into the second one. So the first thing, go for it. If anybody listening has not seen the SpongeBob movie, I swear to God, it is it is not a like a meme like Minions. Like oh, it's funny to think Minions is a good movie. Like legitimately, this movie is unironically so good. I think it like okay, subjectively, I think it's probably my favorite animated movie of all time. But like just looking at Whoa. it, yeah, okay. not I, I'm not I'm not joking. I literally my favorite animated movie of all time, and 
looking at it from just how good it is, I genuinely think it's like top ten animated movies. Period. I, I genuinely think there's a, there's I mean Pixar is obviously up there and stuff like that. There's some some of those Pixar's movies. Pixar is obviously up. There. There's obviously like there's some Pixar movies that are better than the SpongeBob. Not for me, but like in general in general. But like I would literally put it that high up. I think it's legitimately that good. Um, and well, okay, Amer. I'm gonna say American uh, animation because I don't want to bring the Ghibli movies into it. That's too much. Uh, but American animation, because okay. it's because the Ghibli movies are amazing. So, but but like in, a, in American animation is legitimately like top ten, top five. I, I genuinely believe that. Like actually, so if you haven't seen it, actually watch it. Give it a give it a shot. It is very good. And uh, also, I didn't realize this until maybe like my very many watches through this movie. Uh, Scarlett Johansson is in this movie, and so is Alec Baldwin. <laughs> it's wait wait and, who is Alec Baldwin? Alec Baldwin was Dennis. Who's Dennis? I mean, who's Dennis? The the biker, the the guy who goes out oh. to kill. Yeah. Was that then, Alec Baldwin? Yeah, and then Jeffrey Tambor is the is King Neptune. Okay, I do think Scarlett Johansson and Jeffrey Tambor absolutely slay it. I did yes. not realize. Yes. It's so funny because Alec Baldwin's usually so recognizable. I somehow didn't recognize him in this movie, but um, that's odd. Yeah. Uh, that's he did cool. change his voice a little bit. Yeah. Right. For I mean, once. I mean, honestly, I uh, that's another rant, uh, but, you know, Alec Baldwin never changes his voice. That's true. That's true. He doesn't. He does. He's a little lazy. <laughs> I can't lie. But like, but but Scarlett Johansson, though, actually really good in this movie. Like if you if you think of the movies that people know Scarlett Johansson for, like Avengers and Lost in Translation and obviously Home Alone 3. Um, but for me, it's but for me, it's the SpongeBob movie. 100%. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson, yeah. SpongeBob movie. Yeah, no, I think you bring up a good point about just this being a good, um, I mean, I think, I think this movie really set the bar for TV shows, um, doing their movies just in terms of plot construction. Like, I think, um, that the trouble with doing an animated movie is with a show, these shows that tend to run for a long time tend to have... Um, every episode they go back to the same uh, the same like fundamental story right you know I mean these like the characters don't often age like South Park they've been in the same grade for you know 20 25 seasons or whatever right um you know like these characters don't often age they usually have the same setting and then they're presented with a new situation so when you come into a movie you have to change the stakes to make people want to actually go to the theater and buy tickets for it. Mm -hmm. um, with the SpongeBob movie, they did a really good job making the stakes high enough where SpongeBob and Patrick have to go on an adventure, but Bikini Bottom at the end of this is fundamentally unchanged. Like that is a fundamental part. And this isn't a fundamental part of any animated movie. This is specific for animated TV shows that are then turned into movies. Um, the Simpsons movie followed this one, and I think it also did a really good job. But I do think SpongeBob set set the bar for like this is an animated movie that's based on a TV show where everything returns to normal, but there's like enough enough adventure and enough like it 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 it, it feels larger than just another episode of the show. If that makes sense. No, it definitely does. I think uh, the way that they played around with like the the multiple storyline angles, but also not really, 
they it almost because it was split into like spongebob and patrick doing their thing um king neptune uh trying to worry about his hair and his crown and all that they had they had the mini squidward one obviously plankton having his own thing so it was like there were a few storylines going on but they were all following the same path just kind of in different areas so it keeps you it, it keeps you um it keeps you into it it keeps you into every aspect of where everybody is and where everybody's at uh because I think if it was just SpongeBob and Patrick the whole time, it kind of would have gotten a little bit stale. But the fact that they kind of keep going back to Bikini Bottom to show what's going on there, and then you know, uh, cross cutting constantly back and forth a little bit, it, it it keeps it keeps your attention easier. It makes it more interesting, and it, it also lets them play around with more characters. Although I will say, I still think there could have been more more Squidward. Um, there's a couple other characters that were in it, but not really like. Uh, I think Mrs. Puff and Sandy had like a line each. I was going to say Mrs. Was in Puff and Sandy definitely, yeah, definitely could have, but Squidward just especially. Yeah. yeah, Squidward definitely, yeah, for sure. Um, but I think the amount that most of the characters are in it made sense. Like they didn't over. None of the characters overstayed their welcome. A few of the characters maybe could have done more, but also they didn't really need to necessarily. So it worked the way that it was. Um. I don't know. Just everything about that, the way that they told the story, I think works works so well. I've got a question for you. Yes. Do you think this movie is supposed to be a commentary on how we bring technology into our lives that we allow to uh, spy on us and like infiltrate um, our personal lives Through, via via Chum Bucket? Huh. Yeah, you know, I hadn't actually thought about it. that. Makes sense, though. Yeah, I could see that. Just, no, just, that, just that for the record. Sense. Just for the record, Paige says no on this. But okay. I just want to. Okay. I mean, I could definitely see. It. I think maybe for two thousand four, probably not, because I don't think we were thinking that far. Uh, well, I mean, maybe honestly, I, I think we probably were thinking that, but not to the degree that we have in the past like ten years. It's really ramped up since then. Um, I think back then, I don't think it was as big of a concern, but I still definitely see, uh, I definitely see the, the, the path there. It just reminds me a lot of like what people are talking about with TikTok now, where it's like, Hey, mm -hmm. come check out this new app and you can like, look at all your friends do cool dances. And then it's like, it's like psych, but then everyone's spying on you and your like brain is hacked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're putting in the microchip. I sound like I sound like such an eighty-year-old man right now. <laughs> old man yells at cloud. No, but I'm just saying. Like, I think um, I don't know if it was ahead of its time in this way, or if it just like is accidentally very, um, very relevant. But anyway, so Krusty Krab two opens. Yes. SpongeBob. It starts off like a buddy cop boot. Wait, it start. It starts off with the pirates. Yes. Running to the theater. It's yes. it's a classic fake out. You're like, what the fuck is this? That's it's live action. Then he then they get the tickets to this pirate. They get the tickets to to the SpongeBob movie. They sing the theme song. It's fantastic. Um, then you start off in SpongeBob's dream, and it's like a buddy cop movie. Yeah. Um, he's like, I'll handle this. He's got his tools and everything. Um. Very like classic buddy cop movie, don't you think? Like very like it's yeah, like a seventies, um, seventies uh, neo noir almost. Yep. The the look of it, the uh, the music, and the one liners. Say cheese, 
He walks out with the guy in his arms. Order up. Like everybody's like, ah! Like, what is going on? What is this? So good. Yeah, no, that's exactly like a buddy cop movie. 100%. Then, I mean, as the audience, like, you know that he, like, he can't get the managerial position that he is so excited about because that wouldn't create for conflict for the start of the movie. Right, right. Um, How do you feel about the opening of this? I love the opening of this. I think uh, the live action fake out was so good. It worked for me when I was a kid. I literally thought we were in the wrong theater. Um, The pirates singing it, the pirates being like so enthusiastic about SpongeBob was uh, just so funny. Um, And then getting to the actual uh, first part, the dream part, I think was so smart because it's like literally a second fake out right after the first fake out. Um, And it's just. I don't know. I think it's done so cleverly and perfectly. I think it sets up the movie really well, um, especially because immediately after the dream, they set up the whole, well, I'm about to get the promotion. Krusty Krab 2 is opening. Like they set up everything in like f- not even five minutes. You understand exactly what's going on um, and exactly what's about to happen. Um, and I don't know. I, th- I think it's a perfect opening. I agree. The one thing I want to say about the opening is I feel like. Patrick Starr is up there with like Samwise Gamgee okay. as just the best best friend you could possibly. Yes, have yes. Like oh. the moment when he comes flying, like parasailing in, <laughs> streaking with a sign in his ass cheeks. With a sign in his ass cheeks, you're like, this guy cares oh, so much about his friend. Oh. He just he just wants. He just wants he just so wants good. to celebrate his friend's big achievement. Like he yes. he will go all out for you. You know, I mean, just like what better friend could you possibly ask for? Exactly. Um one of one of my one of Patrick's first lines in the movie, and one of my favorite lines of this movie is when SpongeBob goes, After I get that promotion, we're gonna party till we're purple. And he goes, I love being purple. It's it's so good. It's so good. It oh my god, it's incredible. I, uh, Patrick, he is he is definitely the most lovable. I mean, I, SpongeBob too, but he's like the most lovable character in this movie for sure. Because he just he is he's just he's just a simple it's just a simple dude just just trying to get by, just supporting his friend. Like, oh, it's so good. Then you got then you got Plankton, who yes. does not does not approve of any of this. No, incredible antagonist. Um, aside okay, aside from anything, um, how do you feel about like opening the same restaurant next to the first restaurant, like? Mr. Krabs is supposedly pretty business savvy. Like, what do you yeah. think about this? Why um, is he doing this? Logistically, that's pretty stupid. But he even gives his explanation in the movie. <laughs> Mr. Krabs, what inspired you to build a second Krusty Krab right next to the original? Money. You know, like, shit. If it makes money, you know, go for it. Go for it. It is completely, yeah. does, it doesn't make any sense at all. I would have put it maybe, you know, like a different town or something like that. But, hey, you know, if it gets people in. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, if it gets people in, go for it. Gets people in. Um, yeah. So cut to plankton. Plankton has that one. Like just such a dumb, dumb gag. That's one of those things that absolutely works on four-year-olds and works on twenty-four-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Is um, the, like I've tried every plan A through Y. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. It is. And it also sets up talking about the meta thing. It sets up this idea that like 
this is a ridiculous plan. This is not his first plan. He's tried other plans. Like this whole idea of stealing Neptune's crown and framing it with someone else. It's not like, it's not like this is the first thing he's thought of. This is like, he's right. tried other things. This just happens to be the one right. that works. Yes. Exactly. Um, I also love, especially yes. how like he's not, he's not like a menacing force. He's literally a, like tiny. There's a part where, where SpongeBob literally steps in him by accident and this starts scraping him against the floor. Uh, yes. It's like, he's not, <laughs> I love that scene, but it's not like, he's not menacing in any way until he starts getting the upper hand. And then like, he says this, he's this very small presence who has this huge presence on screen, but he's very small. Very small, and that's what I like about it. Is like they they clearly do that on purpose to make him like this small little guy. But like, look at what he can do, though. Like he's turning the entire town into slaves. Like you can't touch him, even though he's this tiny. Like, and they even they make a reference to it earlier when uh, so, something about after he steals the crown and and his computer wife Karen is talking about how he's gonna find stubby little fingerprints on it and know know it was plankton. Um, and then cue the introduction of Dennis. But it's just. I think it works really well. And having Dennis there as like a almost like the the menacing side of Plankton, almost like the like the the more human form of what he's kind of presenting as this big right. physical force, um, going to hunt down uh, SpongeBob and Patrick because you know Plankton has to be uh, the antagonist of Bikini Bottom, so somebody has to be the antagonist going after them. Um, and I think it works really well. I think he's because he, he's he's menacing in the movie. Even though I remember when I was a kid, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like this guy's actually really going. Like he's this is kind of this kind of scary. Like these guys are are literal slaves. Like they're robots. They don't know what's going on. And I thought that, it, and it works. It works really well. It does. It does. Um, yeah. No, I think I think Plankton is fantastic in this movie. I think I think it's like. It's a perfect. Um, it's a it's it's a perfect way to paint a villain to kids as like as like you see that this you see that this guy has a scary plan that's like looking like it's working, but you know he has this fatal flaw, which is that he's tiny. Yeah, exa exactly. <laughs> and he can get smushed if anyone walks the wrong <laughs> way. It's such a funny. It's such a funny. Uh, yeah, it's such a funny thing. No, it is. Here's where I think the movie drags a little bit. Oh, okay. I think the second act drags a bit. Second we'll act. get we will get to the third act. I think the yes. third act is all time. It is. It is. I think the first act is very good, and I think the second act drags a bit. Okay, where do you think it drags? I'm curious. Um, I think we spend a little bit long on. Um, on the road, which with uh, SpongeBob and Patrick. Okay, that's fair. With them, um, sort of contemplating things, encountering scary things. That being said, all that being said, I think the old lady selling ice cream is one of the f most frightening things I've ever <laughs> it is. in it an is. animated movie. Yes, yes. And this movie's like what G rated? Like it's not Yeah, it is. It is. They're they're literally passing through these mountains of skulls and they start like bumping on them and they're like, Whoa, what is this? Let's get a little Would bumpy here. Like, oh, it's so creepy. The I atmosphere just completely changes. It's oh my gosh. We do have to talk about before we get to that, actually. Um We've got to talk about SpongeBob getting absolutely plastered. Uh, this is not something I noticed oh, until right. this yeah. watch. He gets really in this yes. movie. Yeah, they do. D double Gooberry Sunrise. 
It's like all the double gooberry sunrise. All the double gooberry sunrises, yeah. Oh, waiter! Maybe maybe that's the drink we should just, for this podcast, like a double gooberry. It can be like a double tequila sunrise with with a twist. Oh, actually, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's a good idea. A double tequila sunrise with pineapple. Yeah. Oh, okay. Does that work? I think, sure. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Why not? Anyway, or it can just be ice cream. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that works too. Is this the first G-rated movie we, you've done on this podcast? I've done Pixar. Is this G-rated? Let's just confirm. I actually, yeah, I actually don't know. It might not be. IMDb will have it. Oh, it, it is. It is PG. Yeah, I've done PG okay. movies makes before. Sense. Okay, like, yeah, I did yeah. Ratatouille. Okay, yeah, true, true, true. Yeah. Um. Anyway, <laughs> as I was saying, um, he gets plastered in this movie. Yes, yes, he does. And then shows up absolutely hungover. One of the things that I love about this um, scene and other scenes, which we will get to and digest in more detail, is um, the creativity and animation. I figure mm. you might have something to say on this. Like, I think, I think the way in which his face contorts when he's like, uh, when he's like, quote unquote, yes. ice creamed out. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the way his face just contorts um, is just incredible. It is no, and throughout throughout the entire movie, honestly, there's like small things that I kind of noticed, like. Um, when they're at the, uh, I don't know what it was, like the little bar, the motorcycle gang bar, um, they have, and also it's in other places too, but this is where it kind of looks the most, is where they have this, like the light beam kind of come down and like it's uh, as if the light is, is um, bouncing off of the water and down onto the bottom of the ocean. And you can see it like on the ground of the, of the shot uh, in yeah. a good amount of the shots. And I, I look, cause that's not in the show. The show is a little bit more two dimensional with its a- animation. So it I is. thought I always noticed that when I watch it, um, I'm not really sure why, but it always stands out to me. I think it looks so cool. But in the scene you were talking about, yeah, the way that he moves his face and the way his nose is like red a little bit, and he's got the five o'clock shadow going on, and like the hats like on the side of his head. Tie, yeah. yeah, yeah, but like it's so good, and the way like they paid so much attention to detail with it, uh, and the and the scene where he actually goes into the Krusty Krab too, and his whole speech is absolutely hilarious. Like it is so funny. They did such a good job with that, and also did a good job of like, yeah, he's drunk, but like. The kids won't know that if they're if they're watching it like they're not gonna know right. what he's just thinking he's being all loopy and tired and stuff like that um but yeah no that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie for sure incredible in the in the interest of not going in order <laughs> what <sighs> what is your favorite scene in the movie if it's not the ending it would be um, it would probably be uh, the the monster, the whole monster sequence, either that or the Hasselhoff sequence. But the, the monster, monster sequence, sequence you mean the, you, yeah, yeah, I mean the now that we're men thing. So yeah, well, a little bit before that too. It starts where yeah. when the giant monster eats the eats the car. By the way, one of my favorite shots in any movie ever is after their hamburger car gets eaten. And then the, the monster eats the monster that ate the, the hamburger car. And they're sitting on the ledge with their mouths wide open is one of the funniest shots I've ever seen in any movie. I love it so much. They're just sitting there with jaws dropped. They have the same facial expression on. 
Uh, but then you go into the whole thing where, you know, you see the, the uh, Goofy Goober underpants and Mindy comes in and gives them the mustaches and then they do the whole musical number and then Dennis comes in and rips the mustaches off. I'm like, an entire sequence is so good because it's literally four minutes between when they think that they're men and then they lose their mustaches. They lose all of their confidence. In f- they gain and lose it in four minutes flat. It's absolutely incredible. I love that scene so much. And then if not that scene, it would be the Hasselhoff scene because it just makes absolutely no sense, but it works perfectly anyway. Uh, and the, the, when, <laughs> when I was a kid, the, the image of David Hasselhoff's chest opening up and him putting them inside, has <laughs> was, it's been etched into my mind since the first time I saw this in theaters because I was like, what is going on? Like, I thought he was just a dude. Uh, it's so good. I don't. Well, okay. First of all, I mean, your whole "I thought he was just a dude" thing. He was like motorboating them across the ocean. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, that's true. But it, just, well, just, just to you say, you gotta suspend your disbelief a little bit for SpongeBob. But <laughs> I didn't. I didn't suspend it enough for the chest to open up. <laughs> um. Yeah, I know that makes sense. I think, on like for me, every time I come upon the scene, and when I look back upon this movie, um the scene that I think makes this movie great. And I think like steps this movie apart from a lot of other animated show movies is the drying up scene the drying where they're up. on the table. Oh, of course. Yeah. And yeah, they got yeah. the lamp on them yes. and yes. they're telling each other things. And for a second, you don't know, like there it's a i don't know it's probably about one and a half minutes and the whole time you don't know whether to laugh or cry like genuinely mm-hmm. it's a genuine drinking scene it as is. a 20 something year old not to reveal my age and you know, <laughs> um but like i genuinely start getting emotional and then there's the whole like shell city thing where he's going shell city just <laughs> like spongebob's like yeah we went over that Patrick. <laughs> yeah yeah or shell really, city excuse me starting to really um, bum me out now <laughs> <laughs> they're a whole back and forth where you start cracking up but then you're getting yeah. emotional and then it's it's a uh, it's such a great final scene i think if you're talking about stakes from a script perspective and i don't know how how like intellectual this movie is meant to be analyzed intellectually but like it's great that they're you're you're putting into context that they're such a small part of this broader ecosystem but then Mm -hmm. despite these like great challenges and these insurmountable odds they still manage to beat this literal human who's like a thousand times their size or a hundred times their size or whatever by like by by chance or i guess through their love because their tears happen to combine you know what i mean fear of the goofy goober yes but love it's just it just comes together so well it no it really does and i think it's it's funny because that that scene literally balances the humor and the like the tear jerkiness so well because uh, like you said, when he's just like asking the questions and talking about Shell City, which, by the way, this is the first time I ever noticed the crown was on sale for seven dollars. <laughs> they yeah. were selling it for seven dollars uh, anyway. But like they're looking at the crown, it gets a little emotional, but it's also kind of funny. And the tear happens. And then as soon as the water comes down, 
all of the fish come back alive with a drop of water, which is funny because like if you have a fish you just caught, it's laying dead, and then you put a few drops of water on it, it'll start spazzing out. So like it's actually realistic. And then the mariachi band starts playing, and you don't know what to feel. You're like, oh god, like I was just crying, and now this is hilarious. No, they balance it so well, especially in that scene. I, I it, very hard to find like a goofier movie with like as hard hitting of a scene. Very hard to find. Very hard hitting. Um, yeah, I just think it comes together perfectly. And from there on, I think the movie just like snowballs where it just, mm -hmm. it just really picks up steam. Like mm -hmm. all of a sudden you encounter David, David Hasselhoff, which by the way, I think he should be thankful that he did this movie for a whole, like, I think he was big with, gen x and boomers you know yeah, and they, they watch and then, yeah. and then this this was huge for like his like millennial and gen z following like no gen it 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 definitely gave him like a popularity resurgence a little bit i i wouldn't say he's like even really that popular anymore but he definitely would not be as popular as he is right now i don't think without that movie because it gave him like a little bump for a few years it gave he him like wouldn't have meme potential before the memes were existent Definitely the meme potential. I don't think I don't think people would like know who he was. Like, no, that's a good maybe, point. I, maybe, I didn't know who he was until that movie. I had no idea who he was. Like to me, yeah. to me, Dave, my my introduction to David Hasselhoff was a SpongeBob movie. So I was like, I think so too. Who is that guy? And my mom was like, it, it, he was in a beach like show, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> all right, he was in a beach show. Um, then you go from David Hasselhoff into the into the like you go from the drying up scene into david hasloff into mm -hmm. the goofy goober rock scene yes um and then you know everything starts wrapping up from there mm -hmm. but like that sequence is just like it's just it's just unstoppable it it's is absolutely unstoppable no absolutely is. it has some of the best so the best the quotes and one-liners of like of the entire movie there's so many of them crammed into such a small such a small spot and it's also another exact the whole goofy goober rock scene is like a another good example of like a, a scene that's kind of serious but has so much humor thrown into it and i wouldn't even call like the actual musical sequence like it's it's funny of course it's funny but like it's just so well done in general like the music itself like the lyrics work the fact that they um used like a completely different songs or, or uh, used an existing songs, like whole melody and everything and just changed the lyrics up. And they put like these perfectly matching visuals that are just so out there and like wild and colorful. And then they have sunglasses out of nowhere or the pink, yeah, whatever. Shades. Yeah, exactly. And then, he starts levitating off the ground, but then when the when the scene's over, he's getting lowered by the ropes from a super high Patrick in like these these um what are those things called? Uh, a fishnet. The, the fish, yeah, the fishnets. It it makes absolutely no sense, but it is the funniest thing of all time. And it's but it's more than funny though, because it was actually like an impressively done sequence. But it's just also really really funny. But this is again. Um patrick just being the best possible best friend yes. is he's like oh um it seems like spongebob is um doing a musical number now let me get some fishnet stockings <laughs> and high heels, high heels. Yes. so that i can like that's his that's his thing in this uh, is like yes. oh my friend is doing this thing let me like 
let me like step in and see where I can like help. And it's just, yeah. it's absolutely perfect. It's it's um, iconic. Many uh many a Halloween outfits from that uh, fishnet stockings and high heels. Many oh, do you think we could, like paint ourselves purple, go shirtless, and then wear Patrick Star like shorts with fishnet stockings and high heels? And, like, I would just... do it. I wouldn't think twice about it. I would do it. <laughs> I would absolutely do it. That would be a great Halloween costume. Holy I've seen people do it before. I I think I've only seen women do it before. I don't think I've ever seen a dude do it. But I would laugh my ass off if a if a dude did it. Oh, that no, that's right. That's you should do it. You should do it. What right. are we doing for Halloween? Halloween we haven't is, discussed Halloween this. is coming up. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's a good question. I got to start thinking about it though. Patrick Star, I'll be your, I'll be your SpongeBob. I'm down. I'm down. Let's do or it. Or should, or am I, or am I Patrick with the high heels? One of us has to do the, oh, has yeah. to do the SpongeBob shades. Like we got to do the scene. Like we got to do yeah. the scene in particular. Yes. Yeah. So, so someone needs that that purple little coat he has. The goofy goober coat. Yeah, the goofy goober coat. Whatever the heck that thing is, I don't know. Um. Yeah. We'll we'll coordinate this. But yeah, yeah we'll, we'll definitely coordinate this. this. Yeah, for uh, sure, for sure. So, um. Yeah, it's a great scene. Um. Patrick's great. Um. What what one liners are we? Are we skimming oh, over in that in that scene, or that do you scene, want to talk about in general? Well, my my favorite, one -liner is my favorite one liner in that scene is um, oh, it's it's uh, uh, SpongeBob talking about how they lost because Plankton cheated. Plankton walks over, gives this big thing like cheated, like you never had a chance to defeat me, and you know why? And he goes because you cheated. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. Um, and then another one is is uh, after, like, when he frees everybody and they're just dancing to the music uh, and Plankton's in the wall, he goes, the helmets can't ha handle this level of rock and roll. Karen, do something. And then Karen's crowd surfing. <laughs> uh, just so good. I don't know. Everything about that scene. There's so many. That's another thing that um, aged really well about this movie is that the evil woman is named Karen. Like, just another another um, really another thing. You know, I was talking about technology, uh, the like Karen meme. Just a lot of a lot of things wow. that just like about this movie. Just like no, that's very true. You know, ahead of their time. Um, that is true. Accidentally, but still, it's true. Any other uh, one-liners you want to point out through the whole movie? Let me see. All right. Um, yeah, some one-liners for me. Oh, this one's good. Uh, you don't need a license to drive a sandwich. <laughs> That's classic. That's classic. <laughs> like that um, <laughs> oh, the bet. This is this isn't really a one-liner. I already mentioned this scene, but when uh, SpongeBob's kind of skipping to work and steps on plankton, he goes, "Oh, I think that stepped into something." It starts aggressively sliding his foot across the ground. You hear? <laughs> <laughs> I love I love that so much. What's the hardest you laughed in this in this movie? Now or the first time I watched now. it? Um honestly, I think this time around it was it was probably SpongeBob stepping on plankton and and, and sliding his foot across the floor. That got me. That yeah. got me this time. But also one that I didn't mention. Oh, and, and oh, the classic when uh when Neptune takes his crown off and he's bald, and everybody goes, Bob, Bob, did you hear my eyes? It's so, uh, that one's classic. That one's good. And both times he takes the plastic bag off, there's one guy that goes, my eyes. My eyes. Yeah. 
I was going to say honorable mention to that. And then I think, um, I think the time I laughed the hardest was when I was like getting real emotional and, and Patrick goes, shell city. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. SpongeBob was like, yeah, no, we went over that. We went over that. We were trying to get shell city. Shell city. <laughs> and then he went up. He's like, Patrick, it's shell city. Like, I, I just, it was something that just like, so yeah, no, it's about it, the comedic timing on that. I was gonna say the timing is perfect in that joke. It's it's literally perfect. It's not necessarily the best joke, but it, the timing no. is perfect. Yes, and one more honorable mention that most people probably don't uh, throw out because I don't yeah. I don't usually notice this joke, but I noticed it this time. Um, uh, when they're trying to get the the spatula, the key for the car, uh, they're sit they're waiting outside, and they're like, "He's SpongeBob." He's like, "All right, how should we do it?" Patrick goes, let's walk in and ask them for it. And then in the background, someone gets the absolute shit beat out of them. And then SpongeBob goes, Patrick, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> I don't know why. It just made me laugh really hard this time. That's <laughs> oh, so good. It's so good. Um, I mean, so I mentioned, I mentioned um like not enough Squidward. Um yes. Are there any like beefs that you have with this movie or are you just like in the boat that it's just, it's just perfect. And you know, it's no so, I mean, this is a five out of five movie for me for sure. But I, yeah. I would say definitely more, more Squidward is something that I always thought would have, I, I don't know if it would have helped that much, but I think it would have enhanced certain aspects of the movie for sure. Um, other than that, though, it's so hard for me to find a flaw with this movie. Maybe it's the maybe it's the the nostalgia bias, but but it is so hard for me to find anything about this movie that I just don't think is done so well. I want to ask you something. Okay. That I've just been thinking of just now. Okay. Um, do you think it would have worked if Squidward literally went on the entire adventure with them. See, I actually have thought about because there's a there's a part in the movie where where SpongeBob goes, oh SpongeBob, or he goes, oh Patrick Squidward and I, and Squidward goes pass and walks out of the Krusty Krab. So they they kind of they kind of even throw in like a little, yeah, he could have come, but he didn't want to. Like we're not gonna we're not gonna do that. I think as much as I love Squidward's dynamic with those two, I think it would have been really hard. Well, for one, it would have disrupt, it would have disrupted the, the, it would have disrupted SpongeBob and Patrick's kind of dynamic that they had going. Yeah. It would have kind of changed the whole dynamic up. And I don't think that necessarily would have been a bad thing, but I think having him there would have disrupted it to the point where it, it just, I don't think it would have worked as well. I think that the dynamic of just SpongeBob and Patrick worked the, so 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 well on its own that I think throwing a third person in there, although it could have had potential for some you know solid jokes here and there, as a whole I don't think it would have worked as well, uh, especially because Squidward is is too stiff. Like all of the things that happen, like when Mindy gives SpongeBob and Patrick the mustaches, like that wouldn't have worked for Squidward. He would you know what I mean like it wouldn't have like what do you do with him in that in that scenario and stuff like that. Like he's not stupid enough to be with them. Like the reason that they survive is because they're so ignorant to what's going on around them that they don't really care they're like oh there's monsters down there but we have mustaches so we're good like like that that would not that would not happen if squidward was there so i guess it would have thrown it off a little bit too much but i i also would have liked to see squidward's dynamic with them more in this movie because they don't really interact much like the best interaction they have is the la is like the very end of the movie where where squidward is like oh you realized after all this time being manager isn't what you wanted and SpongeBob's like, I was just gonna tell you that your fly is down. Like that's like the best interaction they have the whole movie. It, 
It's at the He's very, also very end. No <laughs> exactly. Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> I have. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. I have okay. a few times. He has not. Okay, because I'm like, <laughs> that's what makes it so. Yeah, so good. So good. No, I think oh. you bring up a good point. As I was asking the question, I think I agree. I I almost wish he could have gone on like a third of the adventure. Like somehow yeah, started and then, it. And then he would have gotten around. some more Squidward jokes, and there's some plot device that makes him turn around and Patrick and SpongeBob keep going. But I do, I do agree. I do agree. Yeah. Um. What? do you think this movie made at the box office? Oh man, that's a good question. Um, I don't, cause even know I don't the know. Budget was. I, I'm going to, I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a guess. The budget was probably, probably less than, had it been less than 50 mil. It can't have been high. It just can't no, have for been. 2004, especially I would say probably somewhere around like 40 million at the box office, maybe like 150 mil. Maybe oh, you think 150? I'm okay. gonna say 150. I'm gonna say 150. Yeah, I or think 200. I mean, you were thinking like, what do you want to say? Do I want to go that high? Because here's the thing: like, SpongeBob was mad popular when this came out. Like, I'm sure every kid. I don't. I don't really remember, but I'm sure every kid was going to this movie. So, it had to have made a good chunk of money. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say like 150. No, I'm gonna split the difference. You're gonna say 150. I'm gonna say 175. You're gonna say 175. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 90 mil. And now you're making me wow. think. Me. Can I revise up, or should I just go? You I just you can if you it? want to. Up to you. You can if you want to. I feel like I own the bottom half anyway. I'm gonna go like 105, but I'm not gonna okay. go higher than that. I'm gonna okay. go 105, but I, I'm lower than you. Okay. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um. Are we going? First of all, are we going worldwide or domestic? Before I Google this, I don't want any. Well, I don't want any issues with the my, numbers. And my number was worldwide. My number was worldwide as well. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. SpongeBob. Also, movie, what do you think the budget 2004. was? Um. Uh, I'm gonna say like I'm gonna say 30. What are you gonna say? Okay, uh, I said somewhere between 40 and 50, so I'm going to say 45. Okay, I'm going to say 30. Okay. Okay, you have one on the uh, box office. The box office was 140. Okay, all right, that's not bad. And, however, I have one on the budget. The budget was exactly 30. Oh, wow, you got it exact. That's pretty good. Okay. However, the box office was 141.1 worldwide. Okay, wow. So it made it made a lot of money considering its budget. Yeah, that's a good that's awesome. a good return. Yeah. Um let's see. Um Hillenberg offer um accepted an offer for a film adaptation for the SpongeBob movie in 2002 after having turned it down multiple times. Oh wow. He assembled the team. Uh, they structured they structured the movie as a mythics hero journey. Um, the film was originally intended to serve as the series finale, but Nickelode but Nickelodeon ordered more episodes of the series as it had become increasingly profitable. Hillenberg resigned as showrunner, with Tibbet taking his place. So this is kind of what I was talking about. About it, it it's the this serves as the finale for the original SpongeBob yeah. series in a lot of ways. Yeah. And you have this yeah. like continuation of the voice actors and right. some of the writers, but not kind of like the main core. 
Right. And yeah, interesting fact though that I did not know until recently. So there have been I think there've been like twelve or thirteen seasons of SpongeBob. Steven Hillenberg was only around for the first three, but he actually comes back halfway through the halfway through the ninth season. So the second half of season nine, and I want to say the first half or the entirety of season ten are Steve, Steven Hillenberg, and they're good. Like you watch them and you're like, oh my god, they, they, they still don't touch the first three seasons, but like it's actually funny. Like it's it's good. So I, I suggest going if you're gonna watch SpongeBob at all, you can skip most of it, but go in and watch the second half of season nine and season ten. Cause it's actually decent. Cause he does come back. Um, and the other thing that kind of disappointed me was I remember when they announced and came out with the second movie, because I thought to myself like, Oh, maybe like, maybe it'll be like the first one and maybe mm. it'll be. And then immediately when the trailer came out and I saw it was like 3d animation, I was like, mm, this isn't gonna be yeah, I'm out on, I'm out on SpongeBob and 3d gonna be the same. Yeah. And it just wasn't the same. And then they had a third one too, which was like, slightly more spongebob animation but like still 3d animation it just didn't i just i don't know it just didn't really work for me and a lot of the seasons after the movie the first movie also didn't really work for me some of it does because i still just spongebob in general is great but they never really return to the the glory of the first three seasons in the movie those are like the definitive like the definitive spongebob yeah, uh, sure. and also complete side note but the uh, when I was a kid, I was absolutely obsessed with the SpongeBob SquarePants movie video game. I had it on on oh. PlayStation Two, and it was so so nostalgic for me. I went back and I played it recently because um, I got myself like the original Xbox, and I played it on did there. You? But yeah, they did. Well, I mean, not just for that, but yeah, a while ago I did. And it is, I don't know, it's just like the video game. Uh, was really good. I wanted them to like remaster it or something like that, but they did they end should. up remastering a different SpongeBob game that came out uh, recently. But anyway, total side note. But yeah, no, even the video game's good. Like every SpongeBob media from up to this movie was is so good. Hell yeah, hell yeah! I'm sure someone's gonna be listening and be like, "Oh my god, I played that." It's, I it's gonna so. happen. Yeah, if you did, um, you're my best friend. Hell yeah! Uh, hell contact yeah. Ryan Daniel at. <laughs> Um, well, it's been a pleasure doing this with you again. Um, yes, for sure. Uh, you were like, oh, it's been like three or four times. Like, Ryan, am I not that memorable? Jesus I said Christ. four or five. You've like... <laughs> <laughs> done like at least five, like six or seven. Anyway. I, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but um, you know how to wrap this up. Do you have a quote in mind or do you have to come up I've, with one? How are you feeling right now? I, I was going to say every, I was going to use one of the SpongeBob quotes, but I think I said every single one of the ones that I wrote down. You might've, but I might've, I might've goaded you into it unless there's one that you haven't, that you haven't uh, mentioned yet. Okay. No, this is, this is one that, uh, <clears throat> did you see my underwear? No, Patrick. Did you want to? <laughs> okay did you want to did you want i love to? i love i love patrick at that that's incredible um ryan it's been a pleasure thank you yes for, of course uh, as always thank you for coming on i'm sure Anytime. We'll, i'm sure we'll do i'm sure we'll go back to doing uh some serious uh uh very intellectually stimulating films uh soon but this are you calling this. this movie not intellectually <laughs> stimulating come on now <laughs> we had a good discussion i mean we kept this that's going true. for a while that's true yeah no it was great it was great having you on we'll do this again yeah for sure